0: On today's Locked On Royals-Padres crossover, we're recapping opening weekend around Major League Baseball. What did we see from around the sport that we love? How important was this opening weekend for the next generation of baseball and my hottest take ever all coming up on today's Locked On Royals-Padres crossover?
1: You are locked on Royals your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals Pods Rays Crossover Pod. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time, folks. Game Time. download the game Time app to create your account. Use the code MLB and get $20 off of your first purchase and get last-minute tickets over there for the lowest prices guaranteed at GameTime. We're going to talk opening day. We're going to talk about the, the next generation of baseball and how uh, the new rules have impacted how we watch the game in, a I think, a positive way. What we thought about baseball as a whole over the last few weeks and my hottest take ever, but Hobby. It's back. Baseball's back. We just witnessed a full weekend of baseball, and there's many, 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 many more to come. What did you think watching baseball this week?
1: Um, look, man, first of all, I'm excited to do this podcast, as always, with you. We had a very funny uh, phone call beforehand where we were plotting and scheming what we would do, and you've got this hot take that I'm, quite frankly, terrified to hear, uh, For being honest. But I will say uh, I enjoyed the heck out of it. The Padres split a series against the Rockies. They started off 0-2 against one of the five most maligned franchises in the league, probably. And now don't get me wrong. As I spoke with Paul Holden, which you guys could go check out uh, on our crossover for a preview of opening day, you know, they they've gotten a little bit better, but even still look, I enjoyed the heck out of it. It's opening week, so I'm not going to overreact too much. Is it a little frustrating that you come in the Padres with all this anticipation stuff, and then Kyle Freeland looks like C- C- Brian Hayes at third base, winning a platinum glove, and then CJ Crone becomes Barry Bonds, and all of a sudden Juan Soto becomes the new Eric Hosmer for our team? Yeah, of course it is, but it's also so early, so you kind of got to take it in stride. You know what I mean? And, and take it almost as the universe is telling a little bit of a joke. And also that the Dodgers media is absolutely out, out of its mind with hypocrisy. And it's really fun to see that back again. So everything's back. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really cool. It's cool to have this this staple, this this constant and very consistent force back in my life. And that is the game of baseball, my friend. It's back and uh, it's great. It's better than ever. I, I really think that baseball
0: is in a great spot now after these rule changes. I think that these rule changes were incredible, even as it impacts the Royals in a negative way. Daniel Reyes in a big spot uh, had a strike go against him, or it was a two-strike strikeout uh, for the Royals. But in general, just watching how fast this game moves—I mean, uh, yesterday the Sunday night baseball game was over in a blink of an eye. Like, I mean, it was done before nine o'clock Central Time. It was—it was crazy to see how quick that that game moved. I think that that they think that these rule changes are awesome. The stolen the stolen bases being up is cool. Like, there's mm-hmm. just more action happening in baseball, which. More action happening in baseball then kind of eliminates the whole it's boring argument because now there's action happening uh, at all times. I thought there were some interesting results. Uh, I'm interested to see how this goes moving forward, like how quickly some of the relievers and, and pitchers can get used to the pitch clock. And if it takes an entire season to get used to it, if it takes a few weeks to get used to it, like whatever it takes to to kind of figure it out. But Javi, without further ado, my hottest take ever, I think on across any platform, <sighs> I think, it's, I, think, I think it's my hottest take about anything in the world. I think I've never had a oh, hottest no. take in my life than this.
1: So here's the thing. I will say I'm excited because I may potentially battle you on this. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Royals related. I don't know if it's going to be general, but its uh, I'm so excited right now. I could jump out of my seat. Rylan, you're famous for the Salvador Perez take. To me, the best take that anyone's ever had on this network, for those who don't know, he believes that his framing metrics don't matter because it shows that he's not trying to cheat the system, which shows that he has great character as a player. That is Rylan Styles' best take ever, and I absolutely love it and fully support it. Sir, let it rip, man. Let it rip. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. Yeah,
0: Soto Perez and all of his integrity is now the captain of the Royals. So look what that's <laughs> gotten him. Uh, but my hottest take ever, I think, about anything in the world opening day is overrated and it frankly is not very good i mean okay listen listen let me defend myself so opening day it's only good because it's our favorite sport that is back now like and we get to watch it but listen you you go to opening day and it takes 50 minutes to start the game because we got to bring out all the legends we got to introduce the entire team we got to do all the flyovers and everything else and then you start the game and then you play the game and then you can't react to it because if you react to it positively or negatively People are going to say, well, it's only one of 162. And then in 99% of cases, you don't play the next day, which is not baseball at all. Like baseball is, is the beauty of it is that it, it happens every day and it's comforting and you can get, and you can get into that routine of wanting to nestle up every evening and turn on your favorite team and kind of uh, watch it and do work in the background or scrolling your phone in the background or just play your full attention to it and eat dinner, whatever the case is. So you can't get into your routine. You can't really react to it because any reaction that you give to it, people are going to be a wet blanket about it and say, Well, it doesn't matter. It's only one game. And so like it just sucks the enjoyment out of it, especially whenever there's that off day afterward. And I understand it's because of rainouts and it'd be a, a complicated mess to get all those tickets sorted out uh, with rainouts that could or couldn't happen. But then why are the then why are the rangers taking an off day the next day whenever they play in a dome? Like that's just stupid. So like I, I think that opening day as a product is overrated because of all those things I just listed that doesn't mean it's not good it's just like if it wasn't the very first game I think that we'd realize like how much this sucks to have to wait and sit in it now if you win if you win nine to seven on a dramatic comeback fashion you probably think that it's an incredible an incredible thing but you know getting shut out opening day and then just having to sit in that for an entire extra day it, it just is not fun And I think that it would be more fun if we just went ahead and went straight into a series and just played and just risked the chance of a rainout like we do every other game in the entire MLB season. But I just want baseball to be back and my routine to be back. And I feel like, uh, you know, on opening day, it's still not that way. And it's not that way for a couple of weeks until everyone has their home opener and everybody gets to do their pomp and circumstance. And then we're finally back into that rigid groove. Now, I think that this is a very um, unpopular take. I think that this is going to get me killed in the comments. But what do you think?
1: I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. But here's the thing. Fundamentally, not to sound pretentious, but I am against labeling things as overrated. Only because, you know, it's an overrated word. Overrated. Too many people use that. To, now I'm not, to And you didn't. I'm not saying you did. But too many people will be like, hey. That one movie was really awesome, but it's not that awesome. It's like, okay, then what's the what's the discussion here? You know what I mean? Uh, um, uh, you know, Salvador Perez, he's overrated. He's a really great player, but he's not, you know, the god. And it's like you you're kind of assuming a lot about how other people view something sometimes, right? But I will say with your take. Sounds like sour grapes from a Royals fan. That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, we get out there, we get shut out, and then we're like, oh, oh we don't play the next day. And Here's what I'll say. Are they're like, oh, we have to introduce everybody. To that. Well, unlike your broke-ass franchise, okay, the Padres and many others, one thing to be excited about on opening day is all the introductions. You're only going to get it once. It's going to be one of the few things that's going to be different about games during the season because Lord knows baseball fans, they can't stand stuff like the, 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 the ghost runner or zombie runner, or whatever you want to call it. Like God forbid any game is ever different. Feel the dreams game. We got rid of it. I, I hate that. We had one game that looked different a year. You get all of that. You get the hype of the fact that it's back. You get to see these guys play in a game that matters for the first time. And in the case of the non broke franchise, the non broke boy franchises, You have some new players to be excited about and sometimes superstar players. So for the Padres, that's Sandra Bogarts. You get to see, you know, Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter. You know what I mean? You get to see these, these, these stars, these studs, these freaks of nature out on the field for the first time. That being said, I do like your point. It is an extremely NBA, you know, the entitled players of the NBA. Not really. Everyone needs to stop that narrative. The unentitled players. One game and then everybody's off the next day. It is a little weird. I do kind of agree with you. It's It kind of now my team didn't have that. We still played the next day. But that is something that's unique to my team that has nothing to do with us being broke. Right. Like we're, we're, we're sick. But that that's just the league and schedule powers that be. I do admit there is something weird about every team plays. We've been waiting all season and then no one does the next day. The reason I compare it to the NBA is I've been for years complaining about how the NBA playoffs, it's like last game of the regular season. They get three days off first playoff game. It'll be like the eight versus one seed. It'll be on a Monday and then game two is on a Friday. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what's, what's going on here? It's like, why are we waiting a whole week for that? But um, I, I do emphasize with that part. But a lot of the first stuff uh, sounds like broke boy talk, uh, if you don't mind me saying.
0: No, listen. Okay, so I think that the the thing I most have a problem with is just the day off, and then it sours me on everything else because the Royals opening day, like they got shut out. But it was still fun to watch Grinky go out there and pitch the way that he did. Yeah. It's still fun to see the bullpen only give up, you know, well, technically give up no runs. But, you know, one came on on a, on Amir Garrett's watch. And, you know, Chapman was on 103. Mm-hmm. So, like, the opening day was so fun. And the Royals, despite getting shut out, like they had opportunities to to score, they just could not get some situational hitting with a very young lineup. So like it wasn't necessarily the game, and it wasn't even necessarily like the, the introductions. Like I think that some teams do it incredibly well, like the the Reds and the Cardinals actually do it well. Although we can't praise the Cardinals in this podcast, but the Cardinals do it well historically. Uh, but you know when your team only has a certain amount of guys that are like worth recognizing from their past eras. Uh, and sadly, the further and further you get from those eras, the less and less there are people around from those eras. Uh, it, it just it just kind of becomes a blast. and then just the the non playing the next day really sucks because it just it just doesn't let you gear up to get into your new routine of like okay, I got to check for a Royals game every every night at six o'clock. Like you know now, now we're just now kind of getting into that groove here on uh, on uh, the next week afterward after opening day. But overall, you're right; it's still great. It's just I really just have a problem with the with the next day thing. Now in certain cities. I get preparing for it, Uh, but like I said, the Rangers and Phillies played, that was a great series, why didn't they just play four times, because all all the games were fun, and they didn't play Friday because of weather, but they play in Arlington with a roof, they didn't need to worry about weather, like why did they need a day off, so it just didn't make any sense to me at all, and I do admire the teams that do play uh, back-to-back days, and then they just risk the, they run the risk of just needing to figure it out if anything disastrous happens that they need to reschedule a game for, But uh, in general, opening day is so fun. It's just not, uh, it's just not like to me the fun of baseball is the the monotony of it in in a way. But we'll talk about more about opening day in baseball coming up. But first, I want to see right now. I got friends over at Game Time, Javi. Did you know that game time is an incredible app that you need to get onto your phone and and you can go and, and go to game time right now because buying tickets is incredibly important if you want to enjoy the monotony of baseball as we're talking about. I love being able to go to the ballpark like uh, during this homestand in Kansas City, you can go to the ballpark every freaking day this week. And that, that's so awesome to be able to just walk into the K and, and, and be around the people and kind of go to a social event. Uh, with sports as you mentioned nba the playoffs are heating up in the nba they're going to start next week so get some playoff tickets if you're around nba team that's going to the playoffs or capitalize on the last few chances you have to go to a regular season game this week if you are on a, in a team that is not going to go to the postseason so check it out today plus they have concert tickets as well a comedy tickets for comedy shows those are always fun whenever they come to your city so check it out today they have flash deals they have last minute tickets and they're going to be the lowest prices that you can find. So download the game time app and create your account. Use the code Lockdown MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, create your account and redeem the code Lockdown MLB for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Uh, last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Javi, we're back on the Lockdown Royals Padres crossover. And I want to tell you right now to go check out On Fantasy Baseball to help you win your fantasy leagues. It's going to be very important for you to do all season long. Javi, mean, opening day happened. We t- we discussed it, and you've backed me off of my hot take. I- I- I'm back on board with opening day. Um, opening weekend has happened. Mm-hmm. The new rules have been implemented, implemented. And I think that this is the weekend where people watch the most baseball, and I don't I don't mean in general. I just mean, like, you watch the most baseball that's not your team because, like, you probably – everyone that's listening to this podcast and taking the time to listen to a baseball podcast right now probably watched, you know, the, the Astros-White Sox-ESPN game, probably watched the Sanite Night Baseball game, probably watched one of those Fox games from Saturday. And so, with that being said, you've not only then watched your regional team, which is what happens, I think, in the majority of the years that you only watch your regional team, but then you've also ventured out and watched even more baseball. And so, with that being said, and, and having all the experience that we have now of watching baseball this weekend, what did you think about the new rules? So were they intrusive to you? Was it fun to you? Did you even notice them? Like, what did you think?
1: Um, I will say with the, you know, it, it is worth mentioning, you know, Jeff Passett tweeted out, um, depending on when people are hearing this a couple days or a day ago, the average time of the game so far, as compared to last year, last year was about three hours and nine minutes. This time it's two hours and 38 minutes. Honestly, I was I thought it was going to get make me I'm pro like all the rules for sure. I've been saying this on my pod. We've both been saying this for so long, but I thought I was going to be like, oh, like a little anxious watching games where I was like, oh, it just feels a little bit weird when all of a sudden a sport that has never had a timer has a timer. Right. Like, and again, I'm not criticizing the rules, but it's more like I was just like, wow, I was it felt seamless. It really did. Um, It felt super seamless. I like the stolen base stuff. I know that the Padres uh, are not a part of that. Uh, Just to throw out the stolen base stats, uh, in 2022, for the first four days of the MLB season, uh, it was a 67.4% success rate, 29 of 43 stolen bases. In 2023, it's 70 of 84, which is not just a whole bunch of more stolen bases, obviously, but an 83.3% success rate. So for me, what I loved about it is like, the in the more stolen bases, that's not making the games longer. It's it, not at all because we're getting rid of all that dumb stuff. You know what I mean? Like there was the, the Red Sox game, right? Like Corey Kluber had thrown like thirty eight pitches, and, and it was like, and you know, it, it was only like you know ten minutes, right? Can you imagine that? I remember back in the day, that feels like it's going to take a five four and a half hour game, and I just think that on average, this is going to help so much more in the dog days of summer. And I really enjoyed it, and it really wasn't that crazy. I think that people have been really overrating um, the the like the watching it in the moment experience of oh my god, um, this is weird. I feel like I I, I remember listening on um part of the interruption a guest that was on. Was like I feel like you know I go take a sip of water and I look up and then I missed the a pitch. I'm like, well, sounds like a you problem first of all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? How long does it take you to take a sip of water? Jeez, <laughs> come on, my, my dude. <laughs> I mean, get some uh, hand-eye coordination, multitasking skills there. Um, so I didn't really notice it too much. I like that they've kind of shortened the the, the challenge stuff. I like that. Um, just overall, it's just a nice, solid little addition. I really think that this is a big deal and. You know, especially for someone who's covering a team on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast, a little bit helpful to know that my game probably isn't going to go to 130 every night. You know what I mean? So that's that's really helpful for me It's just selfishly. But uh, I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was great. Um, While my team doesn't have a lot of stolen bases and I am questioning whether or not they will. I actually think that they're going to be one of the least running teams in baseball, which I'm wondering. I'm really curious to see the stolen base aspect. Are we going to see that become, because before it was like, all right, speed matters, but it matters more in a base running thing, right? Like stolen bases matter, but it's in like a macro really diving into the numbers type of thing. Now it's going to be a little bit more obvious where you're like, Hey, it's really cool that we have these guys that get on base and it's likely that you just need a single to bring all of them home. I think that's really cool. Have more 30, 30 candidates have more 40 steel candidates. I think that's better for the game because stolen bases are rad. I love watching them. It's always exciting seeing you know, whether or not they're going to be safe and whatnot. The, the little hand gesture of like, hey, can I call timeout? Are we good? I always love seeing that. Uh, it's just a pleasure, man. I, I've really enjoyed what I've seen so far in terms of the rule changes. Um, in terms of the actual baseball being played, I have some, some mild critiques of, of certain teams, perhaps. Some certain uh, whack teams out there, dare I say. But, um, you know, been a lot of fun. What about you?
0: It's been awesome to me. Look, and I I don't do this to take a victory lap. I just do it to point out like why me personally, I'm not even noticing it is because we're not seeing the pitch clock. Like I told you in spring training, whenever me and you were discussing this, it's because we can see it. Like we can see it and then it makes us nervous. And some of those spring training sites had a pitch clock, that was frankly obnoxious. Like it looked like it was Photoshopped. It was that big. It was like that in your face on the backstop. It took up the entire backstop and it was just stupid. And uh, now at least in the in the Royals you know, in the Royal Stadium, and, and the stadiums that I've seen, like you can't even see it on the television, like you, you can't see it whenever you're just watching a pitch happen, and so and so that just leaves like that anxiety nature of it out of it, and uh, at least on the regional networks that you know, we watch, Ballies, you know, that, that's for the Padres and the Royals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the way that they incorporated it into the into the score bug. Uh, there's like a million ways they could have botched it, and typically with Ballies they do botch it, but this time they didn't. It was a it's great to see them kind of just kind of morph out the, the the bases and then put it in the middle of it i think mm-hmm. that that was a really good addition by them to make it again less intrusive to where you don't even hardly recognize it but you're able to still keep up with the game and like oh okay they need to pitch pretty soon here and mm-hmm. the strategy of like why they might be calling something. i'll be
1: having in football right with the exactly. uh you know what i mean like and we're now get granted, some people will say oh well football yeah. well we're used to it that's why we're used to it in those sports yes the beginning games you might be like Oh, what the hell, man? <laughs> this is so weird. Like, there's just a pitch every five seconds. I'm freaking out. But for the most part, and wow, my hair is wild right now. I need a haircut. Um, that for the most part, I just think it's it's just cool. It's, and it's also cool to see that the sport has taken a step forward, like a meaningful one, and adapting for the first time in a while. I mean, you, you mentioned we were talking NFL and NBA. Like, that wasn't always the case. Shot clock for the NBA used to be a lot longer And they did things to improve it. And I think that's good. The NBA said, hey, you know what? When you go to the basket, let's not make it that it becomes WWE all of a sudden. And I think that that's for the benefit of the league. Some people debate that, of course. I would debate that that's not basketball when you tackle someone at the rim. That's called football. Uh, Go play football. Um, But, you know, I think that this is really – it's just so cool, dude. Like, this is a sport. And I talked about this in my article for Just Baseball, everyone could see. I think it's going to be three weeks before everybody just you'll never hear about complaints ever again um and i've talked about it. it's like people complain about challenges when they were only on home runs people complain about the home run derby changing the rules everyone loved it everyone eventually turns around and that's kind of what i think is a, a good lesson for life too you know just approach a change and by the way if it stinks someone we'll undo it you know what i mean it's not like you're unleashing a nuclear bomb on the, on the world that's like oh no take backs it's like it's like playground rule no nope, take backsies it's like no that's not how this this works and i think it's really uh exciting and fun it's been a blast for the league
0: yeah you're totally right i think it's been awesome for the league now i do think also uh just as a note that i think that the 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 games themselves have been wildly well wildly entertaining and they've been a lot of fun to to watch and so that's helped as well the performances that we've seen this week have been awesome like Watching guys punch out 10 batters has been really cool. I mean, Garrett Cole and, and many people have done it. And the stolen bases, I think, cannot be understated. Like, the stolen bases are important. Uh, the, the, being able to beat the shift is important, uh, which there's still funky ways to do it, and the Royals have done it as well. The Royals, you know, on opening day, uh, had Jim Melinda's in a perfect spot in, in a bit of a shift, and he botched the ground ball. But still, I mean, that was, that was basically a shift to, to get out Gallo, they just that your guy couldn't feel the ground ball. So the shift's still going to happen. The shift's still going to be there. But limiting it the best you can is important, and they also had one taken away whenever Vinny Pascantino used to rope one up the middle, and there was a guy behind second. It's technically, you know, allowed, but it's kind of a shift e type of type of move. But overall, I think that that's important, where it's not just home run or bust, and, and at least, and maybe in here, maybe that's just me wishing it to be so. But it truly does feel like it's less home run or bust this year than in years past, and and I think that that is very. Uh, encourage i think that that is very um very happy to see for 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 all things considered there with with, with the way the game is shaping but like what what has been your favorite game to watch so far non-padres non-royals
1: non-padres non-royals um who that's a great question um My favorite one to talk about for a little bit was Angels A's, the first one, just because it was hilarious that the Tungsten Arm O'Doyle meme came into effect on opening day. You know what I mean? Like, we're all talking about how we're wondering about where O'Tai is going to go, and it happens day one, which is just hilarious. I do remember, let me see here. There was a couple good Yankees ones. I actually called the Saturday game. Padres hadn't been playing yet. Uh, It was bases loaded with one out. Giancarlo Stanton. Everyone, feel free. I'll get my mom on on tape if I have to I said hey don't worry about it this is a double play coming up here uh you can get back tomorrow the Yankees the the and then Stanton yeah exactly yeah I know <laughs> it takes one to no one I could smell when the Hosmer ground ball is coming in uh, and that happened um uh, but for the most part you know Angels A's then they kick their butts again uh, you had that weird Anthony Rendon thing that happened which was very weird uh for sure um but I would also say White Sox Astros was phenomenal Uh, Just a lot of really good personality, a lot of good action, some diving plays from Luis Robert. Absolutely love to see that. I mean, you absolutely love to see that. And also just the, the Red Sox palooza against the Baltimore Orioles no pitching or defense whatsoever involved in that series. And every now and then you need some good garbage. You know what I mean? And I don't think the Red Sox are going to be very good, especially because I think their division is going to be very weak, as we talked about on our kind of giant season, or not very weak. I'm sorry. I think that their division is very strong, which is going to hurt them a lot. I don't think they're better than Tampa, Toronto, or New York. So I think that'll be a big thing, but like the dropped ball, and then it leads to a, you know, a game-winning home run, just really, really excellent stuff. What about you?
0: Yeah, so my my very best game from the weekend uh it was the White Sox Astros opening day. Like that was mm-hmm. a special baseball game. That was really really cool um to watch that one. Uh, I did I did like that game. That's like my number one favorite game of the weekend for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like just watching every team, which is kind of a compound answer, but. Uh, I, I liked watching the performances like Garrett Cole opening day. I know that the game yeah. sucked. There's like what? It was like what? Five nothing. Like Garrett yeah. Cole on and opening Garrett day. Garrett Cole's not a very fun shoving. player to
1: root for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, he's so easy to make. And I'm one of those people. I love watching him pitch because I just want to be there on Twitter when he's bad. Now, he is very good. I do think that there are some people who have misconflated my fun. And other people's fun and when he's bad and how you see those memes of him looking pudgy or whatever and whatnot, because he's been associated with the Spire attack more than anybody else. He's been associated with playoff blowups pretty unfairly more than anybody else. He basically just had that one wild card game Um, and he's always there. Right. He's always available. Very good pitcher, probably a top five or six guy like guaranteed um, this year but uh it is really funny when he does bad you have to, did I don't know if I ever sent you and people have to look this up if you can there's someone made a video montage of center fielder for the Yankees I forgot who made a mistake and the ball dropped in and then they show Garrett Cole's reaction he's like yo i got you like i got you this is the, don't worry about it i got you and the next pitch is a home run to right field <laughs> there's just something funny about him but uh yeah he was great and in terms of ace pitchers uh you know you had a, some some out there Dylan Cease was excellent right um, I really enjoyed the overreaction Emporium. That's what I'm going to call it. Everybody, you've been admitted. Here's your ticket. Welcome to the overreaction Emporium of Aaron Noah and Jacob deGrom getting kind of killed. Uh, I just deeply enjoyed it from two fan bases, one of which the Rangers, their hosts of On Network, is one of the biggest divas at the network, Mr. Bryce Patrick. I know he was losing his mind. And in Philadelphia, isn't even divas, but just crazy people. You know what I mean? So you know that they were going to overreact that stuff. I just love, love, love those two fan bases and all that craziness on opening day. Just good stuff overall. And I think it's really fun to um, keep up on some of the stuff going on around baseball.
0: I will say, too, that you're right. It is absolutely awesome, the Rangers-Philly series. Like, mm-hmm. that opening day comeback by the Rangers – was pretty Mm -hmm. fun and 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 that's 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 not dispute like that you can't dispute that like it it was objectively really fun no matter if you're a Phillies fan or not uh so that's another one that that i think deserves a lot of credit in in these best games of the weekend but javi coming up we'll talk about the opening weekend in a more interesting way also that i think whenever we discuss it by looking back at our preseason power rankings and try to overreact is there anything after a weekend You'd love to change about our and power things. We'll talk about that coming up. But first, Javi, I want to tell you right now, better good friends over at the Ultimate Baseball GM, folks. Ultimate Baseball GM. It's awesome. It is It is where you want to be. It's a great game. It's a fun game. It's a game that you're going to get addicted to. We've all gotten addicted to it. You're on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're all playing it. We're all having a good time. We're competing to see who can win the most championships, uh, which is a lot of fun to get into. And, and, and some of our, some of our hosts have been fired. Some of our hosts are not very good. Some of our hosts are like Dayton Moore, uh, but nonetheless, go check it out today. It's the ultimate baseball You get a hundred percent boost. when you use the code locked on. Uh, make sure you check it out today. That's uh pro or the ultimate baseball GM. Uh, just check it out today. Start your nice dynasty today on the app store or the website. Uh, and Javi, how's your team doing so far?
1: You know, I'm looking at it as we speak. Uh, we'll just check it real quick. Not bad. We're hanging in there. I haven't got fired yet. Unlike the other chumps on this network who apparently have been fired like four times. Like, what's, what is going on? What is this, the Jason Kidd syndrome? You're just going to get fired and keep getting hired? What's go, Or who uh, who is that Pelicans coach that I love? Alvin Gentry? You know what I mean? Just, oh, it'll work over here, though. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, that's not me. So all the broke boys over at uh, Locked On uh, that are just getting killed right now, I'm, I'm laughing at you. Get better. You know, I, I love it when people stink at video games. And they're like, oh, you know, I can't. It's just too much for me. I'm like, I'm not a nerd. You're just you're just broke. You're weak, weak willed get better. I'm not saying you got to be a pro. Come on. What are we doing here? Figure it out. Unbelievable. That was mean, but, you know, it's what I do.
0: Check it out today. Ultimate Pro GM. Uh, Javi, you haven't gotten fired yet, but you're about to get fired.
1: Yeah, probably, right? But now that I've said that, everyone's going to be like, hey, did you get fired? Did you get fired at my YouTube comments? That should be great.
0: We're back on the Lockdown Royals Padres crossover podcast. Javi, man, what a weekend it's been, huh? Great weekend of baseball. Now let's put on the screen right now our, our power rankings. It will be power rankings before opening day. This was this was by done by all of our hosts collectively. Then we averaged them out and then you know made a, made a ranking. That's how rankings go, if you didn't know. Uh, number one. Atlanta Braves, number two, Padres, number three, Astros, number four, Mets, number five, Dodgers, number six, Yankees, number seven, Phillies, number eight, Blue Jays, number nine, Mariners, number 10, Guardians. That's our top 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Royals are 24th in this ranking. Mm -hmm. Javi, is there anything about the rankings on the screen now that you would change? Now looking back, having a week's worth, uh, a weekend's worth of data?
1: Um, People can go back, and this is not even me entering the overreaction emporium. I thought the Padres were too high. I thought I would have put them behind Houston, behind the Mets, around the Dodgers area. I actually think that we might have agreed that Yankees were a little bit higher. I just thought, you know, those teams have a little bit more depth, right? And that I think we shouldn't use only playoff success to decide uh, or to get even more hyped about a team. Don't get me wrong, the Padres added Bogarts are getting Tatis back, but those are things worth pointing up. And I wouldn't change that over the Rocky series, but it's at least support a little bit more. People got to see some of my fears, uh, and some of my fears being the positional changes, right? So many guys playing different positions for the Padres, whether or not that impacts them. Defensively, so far it has a bit, so we'll see how that pans out. Um, and I think that out of the top 10, though, I'm, I'm pretty content with what we have here. Um, I think that the Dodgers do deserve some respect ranking. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it is based on just the fact that they're the Dodgers and that people are like, hey, they'll figure it out. You know, Syndergaard didn't look too bad. This Miguel Vargas is like, might just break the rookie walk record, which is good. Uh does not have to be on end all. You know, you do need to hit a little bit, but it's a really exciting trend for them. Um, and then in terms of the rest of the teams, uh Red Sox, I don't care. Although I will say their offense can be fun for sure. Um, but I think the rotation is going to kill them. And I think that you kind of saw that with the Orioles as well, right? Um, But my last one that I want to mention real quick is the White Sox. And I'm not going to do the whole turnaround thing. My opinion on the White Sox was they were the hardest team for me to evaluate um, heading into the season. We both talked about this a little bit. I just have no idea what to think of them. And a big part of that is literally everything that could go wrong for the White Sox went wrong last year. And sometimes I like to bet on teams like that, especially when the roster is the same. It's not like they lost Luis Robert. It's not like they lost Eloy Jimenez or Tim Anderson or Joan Mancata or Dylan Cease. All the guys are still there, and they added Benintendi. So it's not impossible that the White Sox are a little bit better than some of these other teams. Um, I just I can't figure out where to rank them because everything went wrong, but it went wrong for a reason. So I don't know. That's just me, though. Uh, I don't want to take up all the screen time here. Even though I am a bit of a diva myself when it comes to our crossovers, uh, what do you think, sir?
0: Yeah, look, I, I I don't want to overreact anything, but if you listen to our, our preseason show last week, you know that I was already high on the White Sox, and I think that the White Sox proved it this weekend that I would put them over the Brewers, Angels, Twins uh, comfortably. Now, not over the Twins comfortably, but like over the over the Angels and Brewers. Like they should be a top 14 team in, in this league, and and honestly. Rangers proved a lot to me too, where like I put them over the Angels and the Brewers as well, which I also mentioned last week. So it's kind of a confirmation bias for me. I also for the Royals' perspective, the Royals are twenty or twenty-four. They're ahead of the Pirates, Reds, Rockies, Tigers, Athletics, and Nationals. And despite the Royals being winless right now, I still think that that's the correct order. Like I think that the Royals are better than those teams. I think that uh, you know the, the lineup is going to start hitting. Hitters are usually behind pitchers, and if the if the bullpen is once again just uh, a master class by the front office to figure out a way to make a good bullpen, which it looks like they've done it again early on in the season. And then you can get good grinky. And then we'll see Brady singer pitch tonight. And we'll see uh, maybe some of these young guys develop like the Royals are going to be better than those teams in the long run of the season. I think that the Marlins are, are uh, a good, interesting team. Uh, the Cubs, R- Red Sox. I think that the Royals are all in that kind of top 20 range. Like they, they can be so like on our rankings number 19 through 24, the Royals rat is the Giants, D-backs, Red Sox, Cubs, Marlins. And then the Royals. I think that the Royals can can have a shot to to overcome those teams, even as they got swept in, in the opening weekend. They looked a lot better than what the records said that they were going to be uh, in, in the uh, in the opening weekend. But like that's kind of the big takeaways for me. I'm not ready to change too much. I think that the Cardinals are a top ten team, like I said last week. I, w- I think that the the interesting part of all of this is the Phillies. Like, how much do you want to overreact to them getting swept? Or is it just a blip on the radar? I think that you could do some damage there with taking them in or out of the top 10. But ultimately, it's a fun week, and I, I cannot wait to continue to do our power rankings.
1: I agree, man. I think that this will be a fun thing to go back to uh, as the season goes on. Because there's going to be something in here, right? This is how it works. I talked to you. You know, we, I told you Cubs were my random like surprise team. Whether or not that'll happen, I don't know. I didn't see anything, much of them. I didn't really watch anything of the Cubs, to be perfectly honest with you. But, you know, something's going to be crazy different, right? Boston will be 21 right now, and they could be 13 later, right? Like, it's totally possible. Or Padres could be two right now, and they'll be 11. It's Anything can kind of happen for the most part. And I think it's just so fun because a lot of people, they do try and hide, Rylan. You and I know them. We know the cowards over at Locked On. We know the cowards in sports media, Right. They put out their little bold predictions that aren't even that bold, to be quite honest with you. They're like, hey, I think I uh, I think, um, I think Paul Goldschmidt, I think he's going to win the MVP. It's like, all right, cool. Like, that's not that bold. Um, but in this case, I think we should do some exposing, Rylan. I really do. I think we should, throughout the season, we should follow them. We should hunt them down like we're Skynet and Terminator hunting down the human beings, acquiring them and just saying, hey, remember when you said this? It didn't come true. And you're a buffoon for thinking so. The only people that have been ever right about anything are us, too, as far as I'm concerned. So that's my take on the power rankings.
0: (laughs) I totally agree with that take. That's a great take uh, that that you've had. Uh, Javi, thanks for joining us again. We'll do it next week. Until then, be good and be good to one another.